Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Cobiello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to mitigate crises and help teams get back on track. This podcast is about helping the C-suite leader to navigate challenges with confidence. For today's leader, I'm here to help you get back on track. Tomorrow's leader, let me partner with you to learn the secrets of the C-suite. Wherever you're at in your career, this is the podcast for you. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, founder of The Drop-In CEO, and I am grateful you've joined us for another episode of the podcast where week after week I speak to amazing leaders who share their insights with you and hopefully inspire you. And if you like this episode, and I do hope you do, please subscribe, tell others, rate, review. We don't want to keep this a secret. We want others to join the Drop-In CEO community, and we want to continue to bring you great programming. And just know I and my guests are here to help the C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow navigate their challenges with confidence. And today, it is my honor to share the mic with my amazing guest, Chase Thornock, who through the beauty of the network, shout out to Hirsch Renfrow, he introduced us, and I am grateful that I have him here to tell his story and inspire you. Chase, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Deb. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you. And for my listeners, we were just chit-chatting, getting to know each other. He has a very, very, very inspiring story for which I can't wait for him to share, out of which... There is amazing work that he is doing in service to C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow so that we can enjoy the life we are meant to lead. So Chase, please share a bit with our community about yourself personally and the journey that you've been on and the work that you're doing now. Thank you. Thanks for the time to share some of this. I have a special place in my heart for C-suite leaders as I once was one, I would say. I came from venture capital, was placed with a portfolio company for the venture firm that I worked with. I very quickly kind of rose through the ranks as a kid, honestly, just right out of school. And within three years of joining that company, I became the CEO of the company. It was this meteoric rise that from the outside kind of seemed, uh, I don't know, it kind of seemed like it was everything, right? It's kind of everything that you work for, you're told that you need to work for. But during that time, I got incredibly sick. It got to the point where I couldn't eat for long periods of time, for months at a time, my body was malnourished and the doctors told me basically we need to hospitalize you they tried feeding tubes and eventually we had to use something called a pick line which is a tube that they insert into your arm and put into your heart and that's what they fed me with for several months to try to get my body to be stronger to be able to survive and eventually i tried every medication that was available to try to treat what i was dealing with And the doctors eventually came and said, you know, we've got no more answers for you. Basically, we've got drugs like steroids and drugs like opioids that may help alleviate some of the symptoms that you're dealing with, but this disease is out of control. And that was a lot to take in. I I was a young father. I had, I guess, one son who was born a day after I got out of the hospital. And now I'm a father of three boys. But I had this family to care for, and I I didn't know what to do. I remember a moment of clarity, which at first kind of felt like a slap to the face. But the moment of clarity said, listen, Jace, if you're going to heal, you're going to have to do it yourself. And like I said, I wasn't sure what to do. I wasn't a doctor. I wasn't trained in how to do any of these things. But it was that moment which kind of helped to change my life 
I was fortunate to have the right people come into my life to help to mentor me. But eventually I learned the secrets of how to heal my body. And I did. I take no medications. I have no signs or symptoms of my disease. And now I work with executives and entrepreneurs, even healthcare professionals who are dealing with similar types of things, autoimmune types of conditions. I teach them how to regain their health and take control of their bodies. You have said so many inspirational things in there, and I do thank you for sharing what was perhaps very painful, of course, and a stress on your family, but you've come out stronger in the end. One of the things you talk about is, you know, you had a moment of clarity and with that, then the right people or things showed up in your life. That's really, really inspirational because I tell my listeners also that sometimes we need to slow down. Fortunately for you, it was an acute situation, but when we have those moments of clarity and we open ourselves to whatever is our destiny or that new path, trust that the right people will show up. And I know it sounds a little woo-woo and can be a little bit spiritual. It doesn't matter where you're at in your faith, but sometimes simply slowing down and pausing and saying, I've got this, or I've got the courage, you will get strength and help along the way. You know, you say that it's woo-woo and certainly there are things that we don't understand, but a key component to everything that I wanted to do to start out on this journey is I wanted to understand the science. Why is what I'm doing working? What are the pathways by which it's working, right? And that was foundational. But throughout that journey, right, I found that there were things that I just didn't understand or that the science didn't explain. Ways that our bodies function, ways that our bodies heal, and more importantly, ways that our body connects. A key component to this whole thing is something called dissociation or disconnection. When our bodies are, are our enemy, right, or, or seemingly attacking us, it's very easy for us to disconnect from what, what's going on. And whether it's your body or whether you're running an organization, right, if you're the CEO and you've got an irate customer, there's the tendency to want to disconnect because that's incredibly uncomfortable, right? But if you do that as the CEO, you're going to kill your organization. The same thing happens in your body, okay? We become so proficient at the disconnection between our brains and our bodies that they literally start severing the connections. The communication channels get disrupted. And key to this whole thing was reestablishing those connections. And so when it comes to connections inside of us or connections to other people, when I was in that space and I needed people and I put myself out there to connect with them, they showed up. How does that work? I have no idea, right? I can't explain it in the literature, but it's fascinating how it happens. I mean, even you and I sitting here talking together, our heart rate starts to synchronize. Our breathing starts to synchronize. Is that magic? No, but we can prove that it's happening. So those connections are real, whether it's quantum physics, I don't know what's going on, but it's really amazing. So during this time of struggle, you had to find some strength to keep going. And fortunately, you have shown up on the other end, hopefully stronger than where you were. Where was the strength or support while you were going through this difficult time and ultimately finding a path forward? Yeah. So I, I was fortunate to have support of my wonderful wife. Both of my parents died when I was young. My mother died when I was a teenager and my father died when I was two years old. And so I didn't have the traditional support of my biological parents. But again, there are people there who showed up, who were there to help me. But ultimately, Deb, what I came to find is that my healing came from the strength inside of me, the connection inside of me. So these people were foundational in helping to support me. But in order for me to take the next step, I had to find it in myself rather than relying on other people. 
you know, it's so interesting you say that in one of the first chapters of my book, The CEO's Compass, I talk about, you know, I can give you a compass to get back on track with your business challenges, but first the chapter is about you and your mindset. Are you ready to think differently, lead differently? Where is your mindset at? And if you're not ready to take this journey, put the book down. So everything starts with who you are and your thinking before you can be open to new ideas. I truly, truly appreciate that and what you said. There is so much in that pausing and reflecting and saying, I can do this. And a quick story here. I've recently had some issues with my neck, having to go to physical therapy. Medically, they found out what was going on. One of the nerves in my neck was being compressed. Not that I had an acute thing, but over time, posture and age and what have you was starting to compress. I was starting to get a little bit of a tingle in my hand. And I went to the physical therapist. I did chiropractor. I did medicine and nothing was changing. But I returned to the physical therapist who through patience and manipulation and exercise. And then I finally said, I believe in the process because I've been to physical therapy twice before. I said, it's an amazing thing. The body can heal if you commit to it. And I am committing to this. And I will say, fortunately, for about a week, that tingle is gone. But I'm going to continue that therapy because I know the body is responding to healing. So love the story and it does work. But I want to start getting back to you, kind of that pressure point or that ignition point, because I think there's a connection to C-suite leaders is, do we know what caused this? I know we talked a little bit about stress. What are those things that built up over time that brought you to this place where your body was in distress? Stress is an interesting idea. And the way that I define stress is anything that threatens your body's homeostasis or its natural balance, okay? So that could be eating a donut, for example. And all of a sudden, your body has to, in order to get back into balance, it has to release a bunch of insulin into your blood to trying to balance your blood sugar once again, right? So that's a stressor to your body. And our bodies are amazing. They will handle as much stress as we throw at them until they can't. And that point's called criticality. And then there's failure. And we look back and we say, what happened, right? Like the nerve in your neck, what happened? But it was, it was a lot of things over a long period of time that led to that final collapse. And our bodies are actually really good at telling us that something is going wrong. And we tend to be very good at ignoring it. And putting it off and putting it off and putting it off until it has to scream at us. And that was my journey. All of these things had piled up over time. And what had actually happened physiologically to me was that I had run out of the neurotransmitters responsible for being able to deal with stress. The primary ones being adrenaline and cortisol, right? These two compounds are hugely anti-inflammatory drugs. And I remember going to the doctor and saying, if stress is contributing to my, my illness, then why are we prescribing synthetic cortisol to my body, additional stress hormone? And he said, well, it's actually hugely anti-inflammatory. And I said, then I should be the most uninflamed person on this planet. But the truth was I had run out of those compounds. It's a finite resource and I had run out of it. So my body adapted and went to a process where it produced a bunch of warrior cells called cytokines. And the cytokines are there to seek and destroy. They say, hey, if we're running from a tiger, you know, the proverbial tiger, at least if we get wounded, we're going to have warrior cells to fight any sort of infection. But these things are a hammer and everything's a nail and it starts to destroy your body's systems and you start to inflame. And so that was the interesting thing was it wasn't the stress that was killing me necessarily, but it was my body's ability or rather inability to handle it physiologically 
it started to create this inflammatory nature. And then that over time built up and built up until my body collapsed. There's so many directions I want to go in here, but this is the curiosity point. Okay, so modern medicine can no longer help move you past the current state. And you realize you had to open yourself up to be able to do it on your own. What were a couple, three things that then happened that all of a sudden you said something's working and I'm moving on the path to better health? Yeah, I remember a conversation I had just like that with a mentor of mine. And I said, how do I know that this is working? Because it felt like I was just jumping off a cliff. I'm going to open myself up, right? Which is a lot like you're losing the, the rails that you've been on your whole life. And they said, you'll know this is working because it hurts, right? And that was transformative for me. Because instead of being in a situation where I was kind of running from some of the pain, right, whether it was like emotional stuff or whatever was going on, right, it became a beacon to me. It became the way that I focused, right? And I think as a CEO, whether you're coming in, you know, as you like a drop-in CEO to a situation where there's just big fires, right, or you're running an organization for a long time, if we get comfortable, then comfort can kill you. And so being able to recognize that the pain can actually be the lighthouse for what you need to start focusing on. Because like I said, your body is really good at talking to you if you can listen to it. And one of the best ways it can communicate is through discomfort. That was the first step into this journey. And so I just started to go towards those things that were uncomfortable. I became aware, right? You talked about in your book with the compass. I can make you aware if you're willing. But you have to be willing to be aware to kind of wake up. And then you can start to reprogram the things that have just become default for you. And that's what had happened to me. My body was in fight or flight all the time, right? Just a stress response. And it had just become the default pathway. I had to learn how to remove that wiring and reinstall adaptive wiring that was connective in nature rather than disconnective and destructive in nature. So I'm starting to tear up a little bit during this only because what you're saying makes such sense. I have two situations where I was disconnected from an organization for which I was experiencing so much stress. And that was very challenging. Nothing could de-escalate my stress level. And then once I had that time and place to decide what do I want to do next, it was very painful, but also jubilant when I came out on the other side. Same thing with my neck wasn't getting any better, wasn't getting any worse, started going through therapy. And then all of a sudden, I actually thought I was getting worse. I was starting to feel more tingled, feel more things, mm -hmm. but we were going through the ah. journey and the process. And then a week later, the physical therapist asked me, so how are you feeling? I said, I'm not sure because I'm like remembering what the discomfort was like, and I'm not sure if it's gone or not. And then another week passed, I said, I think it's gone. But I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep coming to you guys. I'm going to make some more appointments. I'm going to finish this off. But in both situations, there was an element of discomfort, pain, but you come out better on the other side. Yeah. And it's interesting because people will sit there and say, well, Deb, you were in pain before. So what's the difference? And that's true. Pain is kind of unavoidable. If you're running an organization and you're ignoring some real pain points that you should be addressing... There's going to be an awful pain that happens anyway. That's just kind of a natural part of our life. But the difference of the pain is that you are now actually focused on the real problem. You're not trying to avoid it. You're not trying to go around it. But now you're actually going to go through exactly the things that you need to focus on and deal with. The difference is it's pain unto action or pain unto being acted upon. 
right? So if you ignore it and you push it, eventually it's just going to act on you, right? You're just going to, you're going to suffer the consequences, okay? As opposed to putting yourself in the situation where you are going to pursue and, and go after what's going wrong. Yeah, I, I tell this to people in my drop-in CEO collective or anybody that I happen to have a chance to talk to. Ultimately, you want to be in control of your career destiny. And maybe you're not getting that promotion. You're working really hard. They're raising the bar. You're not able to get to where you want to go. Ultimately, you need to take control of your career, move in a different direction, find different advocates. Otherwise, you're going to fail, be let go, or get stressed. I'm interrupting this episode to offer an absolutely free networking and educational opportunity I have created and I want you to be there. If you're a mid-level manager that loves your team and has a desire to accelerate your leadership growth, it is possible for you to become that executive leader in the next 24 months. Regardless of your area of specialty, and I know so many of you are talented, you have what it takes to be on the front line collaborate with others, and get the job done. However, let me show you how to leverage that specialized knowledge to create solid connections with other leaders while shifting your focus from day-to-day leadership skills to long-term CEO strategy. Head over to my website, dropinceo.com, and click on the Drop-In CEO Collective to register for your next meeting. Now, back to the conversation. Now, I want to just bring this into a little bit of reality. You work with clients now, and I'm just curious about like, what are the trends that you're currently seeing in these C-suite leaders when they show up on your doorstep and either they realize that they need your support or it's been forced upon them? What does it look like when they show up? What are you seeing? So that if anybody out there is seeing themselves in your stories, they might want to give you a call. So what do they look like? What are they feeling? Well, it's kind of fun because I feel like everybody hears this story, right? And they all immediately everyone thinks, oh, I know somebody who needs this, right? Or I know somebody who's who's struggling or sick or something like that. And that's wonderful, right? But rarely do we see it in ourselves. So so honestly, the first thing that I say is like open up your medicine cabinet. If there's any drug in there that is doing a function for your body that your body should normally be doing, this stuff is for you. I mean, this is like blood pressure stuff. This is blood sugar stuff. This is autoimmune disease. This is, you know, even pain disorders. Okay. These are things that your body is capable of doing. And I think one aha that I had for me, I told you earlier, Deb, that I felt like I was kind of dropped on my face when I received that answer. Of, you, you need to heal yourself. Right. But that was always true. It's true for you. It's true for me. It's true for anybody. And every doctor would agree that the body heals itself. No one or nothing else can. Okay. Only your body can do it. And so the people who show up generally have a high sense of self-awareness, usually through a tremendous amount of pain. Okay. They become aware that they need help and that they, they need to focus on things. But I also have people who have just generally fostered a sense of self-awareness, okay? And through doing so, have realized this is something I need to do. The other thing that I encourage people to do is to start listening to your body again, because your body will tell you if this is something that you need. It will tell you if this is the direction you need to go. And I firmly believe that in health. I believe that in a business, right? If you're the CEO, follow that gut instinct. Listen to your body. Coming out of business school, I was kind of taught to ignore my body. You just push through, right? Finals are coming up. You just got to get everything done. And then going into the VC world, right? Like 
hustle, 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 which another way to describe that is ignore your body. And eventually you become disconnected from it. You lose that intuition. And so what I'm advocating is start to tie that together again, start to listen to it again, and it will make you more effective in anything that you do. So that's what I see in people that come to my door. And so let's make it even more realistic for the people that have come to you and you've been in service to. What is a significant story for which they came out on the other side, whole or healed or on a track to better health or personal life? I actually received a call just a few, I mean, this was about a month ago now. And my client on the other end is a healthcare practitioner, comes from this, this world, right, of medicine. And it realized that he didn't, he didn't have the answers there of healing that he needed. There's lots of wonderful answers there, don't get me wrong, but... He was dealing with rheumatoid arthritis, dealing with pain things. So he was on Humira, which is a biological medication that's like $10,000 a year or more um, on an opioid, on some other age, uh, Cymbalta, all these things that were told he was just getting old in his 60s. And he called me and he said, thank you for changing my life. And my first response was, I can't do that. <laughs> like You've done this. It doesn't matter what I say, right? Like you did it. But he did it. And he said, I just got back from my doctor. He said, I'm off all of my medications. I'm off the Humira. I'm off the steroid. I'm off the opioid. I don't take any of my medications. And I just got my blood work back. And my blood work is entirely normal. And I think that's so inspiring because we're kind of force-fed this idea that our bodies are weak or that as we age, they break apart, right? And your body may get less efficient at dealing with stress. But you can learn what you need to do to expand and strengthen your body's ability to deal with stress. It's just like running a business, right? If you're running on razor thin margins and you have no cash, that's your stress reserve, right? That's analogous to the hormones that your body is creating, okay? Mm -hmm. And the minute that a recession hits, the minute that something happens, you just don't have a buffer, okay? And you're going to collapse as a business. The same thing can happen in your body. But you can learn to build those reserves, whether it's on the business side or whether it's in your physical space. But your body has to do it, right? And so, and he did it. And speaking of like being brought to tears, right? Like it, it's those types of experiences that I live for. That's why I do what I do. And people all around the world are doing it for themselves. You know, I love what you say about that. Also, myself, you know, that's why you and I are in sync here and why this is a great conversation is that I would love to reach and impact so many, many, many people. That's why we have the podcast, creating these relationships, but only a few come across my doorstep that are highly aware that trust me because of what they've heard or what they've seen. And when we do do the valuable work, the results are amazing. Not only do they realize a change in their business, a change in their ability to navigate their career with confidence, and I come back with the joy knowing this is the path that I'm meant to do in service to others. And we just want to help so many more. But if it's just one at a time, we're leaving a legacy for many many, many people in the future. So noble work. Question, Deb, for you. When you feel that way, where do you feel it? <laughs> oh my God, it's almost like an adrenaline rush. It's it's that chemical yeah. feeling when all of a sudden you're welling up, there's this either joy or pain and you see, but you all of a sudden get that flutter and that rush of chemistry in your body between like your head your and your body. eyes and your heart. Yes. Yeah, yeah, your body is talking to you. I think it's incredible. Sorry, I interrupted you. You had another question. Totally cool. Now, I'm curious, your company name, what magnificence 
Tell me more about the origin of the name. So when I was going through my journey and I was in a pretty dark spot, I was bedridden. I couldn't walk. I was crawling where I needed to go. And I remember receiving a visit from my grandfather. And my grandfather has not had an easy life. He was orphaned when he was young. I uh, was in the military in Vietnam, right? Like kind of an intense life story. But every time I asked him how he was doing, he said, magnificent, just like that, right? And he meant it. And anybody, I could give you his number. You could call him a perfect stranger. If you asked how he was doing, that's how he would answer. And that started my journey to wake up, right? Where I said, if this man, after going through everything that he's gone through, can say that and truly mean it, what if I could too? What if I could say I was magnificent, right? And that's what really started to shift for me. I was looking for this change in my body, but the real magic started to happen between my ears. It really started to impact the way that I was just conditioned. My default way of seeing the world started to shift. And so what magnificence is a tribute to him and the path that he set me on. It also includes the words, what if? Because sometimes that's the way that we encourage this curiosity to take a step outside of our comfort zones, to, to explore something that may be woo-woo or, or different than we're used to. Because if you're not finding the answer, then it by definition is outside of your realm of comfort. You need to go out and find it. And so that was the birth of what magnificence the name. So it's beautiful that you've been able to go through the process and get well and help others do the same. But often a lot of us get off track. Again, that's what my book is about. We are great at what we do. We have achieved certain fame, fortune, or results. We're providing from our families and then things change. Life comes at you and you get off track and you feel lost, like it's not working anymore. And for you, I'm curious, have you found yourself get off track? recognize those signals from the universe, and then to get back on track again with either your health or other places in life. Because I think a lot of leaders suffer from that and they deal with it, but maybe they need help to get them back on track to do the magnificent work they're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, obviously I, I was on the track, mm -hmm. right? I, I mean, I was, I was a CEO before I was 30 of a venture-backed software company. You know, everything was like, I'm on the track, Okay. But what changed for me, too, was a definition of what my track actually was. Mm -hmm. And I think when you say, like, connecting to the universe, that was part of the adjustment that was required for me, was actually understanding that a little bit more. And then I remember even having a conversation later with one of my great mentors. He, he managed billions of dollars for Goldman Sachs and just this incredible business mind. And I was talking to him about, you know, how to restart my career and end up in this world again. And he said, what are you doing? He said, you healed your body and you light up when you talk about this, right? Like this energizes you like nothing I've ever seen. He said, you need to be sharing this with the world. And at first that was difficult because it was vulnerable. And I think that's the other part that's important here is that so much of this, when we feel like we're on the right track, we're not very vulnerable right? We're so insulated and protected, okay? But when we have these moments of being off track, it gives us that opportunity to be vulnerable. And that was the thing that led to me being able to connect again, because that's usually what we start to feel is this, this disconnection. And then we start to feel like we're off track with our families, with our business, with whatever it is, we lose the connection. And vulnerability is the way that we start reestablishing that connection. And so, yes, I've experienced that feeling and it's uncomfortable, certainly, but it's also opens up the opportunity to consider your path and maybe choose something different. 
Oh, this has been such an inspiring interview. And we talk about like trusting one's gut. I really believe we should trust our gut, the butterflies in your stomach, the adrenaline rush, the discomfort behind your eyes. If you're feeling tired, it's, these are signals we need to listen. And you have provided amazing insight into that. We have to bring this to a close, but I know it's not the end of us continuing a relationship. And I'm certainly hope my listeners have become very interested in what you have to say and want to learn more. But if there's any last insights or things that you want to share with our listeners, what would that be? If this is something that's kind of spoken to you, that you feel inside of your body, that this is something that's interesting to you, go to my website, whatmagnificence.com. And right there on the homepage, there's a free mini course. Put in your email address and you get three emails over the next three days. And it will give you three things to start reconnecting to your body again to learn how to control the fight or flight response inside of your body, to learn to reconnect with that gut instinct, okay? And these three things, they're simple. It's not going to take you very long to do every day, but they can be uncomfortable, okay? It involves breath work. It involves some cold exposure work, and it involves being able to start disciplining your mind, blowing down the monkey brain that's spinning all the time. But those three things will help you to start tying into your body again just go to whatmagnificence.com and put in your email address and then just do it. All of this stuff is useless unless you do it, but just do it. It's free. Go do it. An amazing interview, an amazing story. I am grateful that Hirsch had brought us together to bring this conversation forward to both of our communities. I wish you continued health and success. And just thank you for being an amazing guest on the Drop-In CEO Podcast. Thanks, Deb. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I hope you are inspired by our conversation and can apply what you heard to your business or career goals. If you found this episode valuable, please share this show with at least one friend who would find it useful and inspiring. Your support allows me to keep sharing insights and inspiration to leaders who are working their way to the C-suite. To connect with me or learn more about the Drop-In CEO services, go to my website at dropinceo.com. And until we meet... I wish you well and much success.